Hello, you're listening to The Ark, a podcast dedicated to chronicling life in the natural world. In this week's episode, we'll be heading to the rocky mountain lakes of China to learn more about the largest living amphibian on the planet, the Chinese giant salamander. From the provinces of Qinghai to Jiangsu live elusive and mysterious giants, weighing more than 60 kilograms and growing to more than 1.7 meters. The largest reached a record 1.8 meters. They have large flat heads, a truncate nose and tiny eyes situated right on the top of their head. They are almost redundant as the Chinese salamander has particularly poor vision. They rely instead on sensory nodes that run along its body from its head to its tail. Interestingly, they lack eyelids. They are perfectly adapted for a fully aquatic life in the dark crevices of rocky rivers. Their body is long and covered in a rough, rubbery skin. The giant salamander lacks gills, so instead breathes through its porous covered skin. They also use their skin to defend themselves. They secrete an acidic white substance that deters predatory animals, from fish to dogs. Great colour variations exist. They have been discovered to be jet black, dark red and earthy green. Rare albino variations have been occasionally discovered. Their skin, either the typical full white or full orange. They have wide mouths which contain a row of vermine teeth, which are found in most amphibians. They are not used for killing or chewing, but are instead used for pinning the prey in its mouth until it can be swallowed whole. The Chinese giant salamander preys mostly at night upon other amphibians, such as smaller species of salamander and frogs, as well as insects, the parasitic horsehair worm, crabs, and even fish. Cannibalism is also very common among giant salamander. Since they live a mostly solitary life, when they do encounter another giant salamander, it's just another opportunity to feed. Giant salamanders will also encounter one another to mate. They will meet when the water temperatures rise between July and September. Depending on her weight, the female could lay a clutch of between 300 to 600 eggs. Eggs are laid into a rock cavity which a male has already occupied. He will externally fertilize the eggs and protect them until they hatch 38 to 60 days later. The larvae are born with external gills and measure about three centimeters long. At ages from three to five, they will undergo a metamorphosis, absorbing their external gills. Throughout China, they are referred to as infant fish or baby fish, as they are known to make many vocalizations that sound like a crying infant. There have been many undocumented cases of Chinese giant salamander being centuries old. However, the oldest living documented giant salamander lived to the age of 60 in captivity. Once common throughout China, they have been hunted to a critical point throughout the past century. The meat of the Chinese giant salamander is an in-demand luxury delicacy. They are also a common ingredient in a traditional Chinese medicine used for fighting and reducing anemia. The viability of these farms in curving the impact of demand on wild populations is unknown. We do know, however, that the Chinese giant salamander population is decreasing. 
and drastically. Rising temperatures in rivers throughout China are also impacting the giant salamander. Some individuals will stop feeding when the water temperature rises to 20 degrees Celsius. If the temperature rises to 28 degrees Celsius, all feeding ability ceases. It will be a slow death. Temperatures of 30 degrees Celsius are lethal to the Chinese giant salamander. The future of this extraordinary amphibian is slowly becoming bleaker. However, in 2006, it was reported that the largest protection and breeding center for the Chinese giant salamander was in construction. 10 years later, as I'm recording this podcast, I have been unable to find an article or report updating what stage of construction it is in. I hope that it is finished or almost there. But if you know and you can find any information, please feel free to contact me at thearcpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The Ark is created by me, Aaron Allen, with production help from Rhea Brown, with music composed by Kevin McLeod. I'd like to give a shout out to a listener all the way in Madagascar who sent me a lovely piece of mail, Keith White. Thank you very much. Your words mean a lot to me. To honour your suggestion, next week we'll be heading to Madagascar to learn more about the recently discovered Darwin's Bark Spider. So tune in next week for another episode of The Ark.